Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. It's 90 Day Fiance time with my co-host, Suki Von Quinton. Why, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me and we are talking about everything 90 Day and oh my goodness, I feel like I'm saying this all the time. What is up with this cast, Coupon Queen Pin, and how you doing? I'm awesome. This cat, I I wish I knew what was going on with this cast because they seem to be just losing it. Yeah, and that's the thing here. Now, you know, there's a lot of, we haven't said our predictions. I know I've been like, you know, dipping in and kind of saying, okay, yeah, this but, is what I think. But, okay, I think, you know what it is? I think we kind of can't, every time we think we can make a prediction, something weird happens and it kind of gives you like that kind of weird sudden left turn or you know somebody's revealing something that they shouldn't be revealing so yeah I I yeah it's hard yeah. to predict. it is really hard to predict and it's getting to a point where I'm just like where do they get these people from how do they come about I'm starting to feel bad for some of the foreigners some of them not all of them but it's just like, what's going on here now? Okay, guys, you know, long-term fans, it's day one of 90 day fiance. And I may say this cast is a bit like, I don't know if I could say crazier or they're just different. Like everyone's different, of course, but I don't even know how to explain this because it's just, the the tactics they're doing some of the the ways they are thinking and what they thought it was going to be like i feel like we just need to get into this so i wanted to talk about first and get it out of the way cuz i'm not a fan of this couple i'm not sure what you guys are thinking but jabri and miona the this particular couple you know i have strong feelings about them because of the fact that they are just clout chasers um it seems like most of the 90 day fans are not liking them either by seeing by social media, um, the, the memes that they're creating about them, the posts that they've been saying about them, um, those root pants that sold for $28,000 to start his uh, music, restart his music career. I, I'm not a fan. Apparently they were married before. And I know I keep repeating it because I just, I can't stand talking about them, but I got to say this last night's episode, we did see uh, Miona trying to clean up the room a little bit. Mom comes in and it was kind of like, well, oh, you know, it seems like you tried to clean up here. And she's like, <laughs> I try. And, you know, she was talking to her about how she's been settling in. What is she thinking? And she asked her, like, let's, you know, do some laundry. Let's let's see what's the difference. So apparently we see the difference. Apparently you have to put a temperature back in Serbia here. It's just very simple. Now, when she's going through the clothing that she's going to try to put it in, the mom's just like, whoa, what is this? And I feel like this was her. I think she planned this in a way of, you know, I don't like how she dresses. So let me use this type of chore, which is laundry in order to 
in order to kind of break into that conversation of the way she dresses. Now, on one way, I got to say, you know, when you're outside of the house, you can dress what you want, how you want, if you, confidence, whatever, you know, you go girl. Yes, it's 2022. Things have changed. You know, fashion has been evolving constantly and we've seen that. But also when you're at home under your fiance's parents' house, show a little bit of respect. That's all I have to say about the situation is showing a little bit of respect because there's one thing where your boobs are hanging out and your ass is sticking out. I don't think anybody wants to see that. I don't even want to see that. Unfortunately, we've seen pre-teenagers are dressing like that anyway. And it's just, I don't want to see that. You know, it's there, you're under their roof. They've got rules. You need to follow them and you need to help out too. Like, I feel like you know, the way she says, oh, I feel like everyone's being fake to me. Everyone's being fake. It's just like, really, I, I see sense that in a little bit in Derby's mom, she's really trying hard because you know that she's gone into this thinking that she doesn't like her already, even from before, just by social media. And she, while she's there physically, she's really trying hard to somewhat and see what she likes about her. So I feel like, yeah, she is forcing it. It's trying to be fake, but at the end of the day, yeah, she can choose to wear what she wants, but while she's in the house, it's a different story. I totally agree. I totally agree. I just think, how can I put it? She could have broached it a little bit better. Like, you know, that's in in a way of saying, like, that's not how anyone dresses out here. It's like, have you not been outside in 2022? Right? Like, you're, you're saying that to say... I'm pretty sure there are conservative dressing people. There are conservative dressing people everywhere. But I mean, with social media and everything, come on. So true. So true. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I've exactly, she should have approached it in a different way. So later on, we do see a Derby wanting outside mom comes out and it's kind of like, what's going on? What's on your mind? And Derby just lets it out, you know, I feel like Jerby is forgetting that the fact that he moved back to his parents and it's going to go back what it used to be. It's not going to be where, you know, mom's not going to have me do chores and everything. You're under her roof. It's like me being at my in-laws or coming to visit to my parents' house. I'm not just going to leave the place as a slob. I have to clean up after myself. I don't have a maid. I don't have anybody cleaning after me. I need to do it for myself. You make the mess you need to clean. You know, I, I this kid, I, I'm going to call him a kid because he's acting like a child. He doesn't want chores. He doesn't want to mow the lawn. He doesn't want to like, you know, friggin' turn off all the lights or turn off the, the TV. I'm just saying things for the sake of saying things here because it irritates me that this man, this kid was lucky enough to be accepted back to his house because a lot of parents, once you leave, you never come back. And he's all of a sudden complaining that he's got to do a lot of chores, buddy. Like if you had your own place, what, you're not going to clean the place. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what, you weren't going to clean your own house or cook for yourself. Right. It it just doesn't make sense. So I just didn't like the fact that he's like moaning and complaining 
throughout every single discussion he has with his mom. It's like, mom, why do we have to take out the garbage? Why do I have to clean my room? Why do I have to, you know, set up my bed? Like, it's just, oh my goodness, man. Like, grow up. What are you going to do in your own house? Clearly, it seems like he's going to leave it as a slob and she's just going to clean a little bit and call it a day. Super weird. Honestly, it is super weird. So, you know, what do I think? We we already know the outcome. Apparently, they are married. Um, I it's it's a rude awakening. Like it's just these two. As much as I don't like watching them, I don't like talking about them. But that situation is just. I get where she's coming from, Miona. She could wear what she wants, but also she is under her in laws's uh, roof. She needs to respect the rules and be a little bit more conservative. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to see your boobs hanging out and your ass sticking out. Like I'm sorry. Like come on, a little bit of respect goes a long way. Unless they're cool with it. But other than that, just a little bit of respect, please. It kind of reminds me. I I, I totally agree with that. I just don't agree with the way it was said. Like, nobody out here dresses like that. I'm like, have you not seen Instagram, lady? Yeah, I know. And for the one that says, you know, we've been, I've been seeing your Instagram and your social media. I'm just like, oh my gosh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. All right, let's move on here. Um, let's talk about Biniam and Ariella, another one that thinks that coming back to America, she was able to live rent-free for at least five years and pay bills and utilities. Now, this is what find it interesting. And, you know, I want to hear your take on this, but with Binyam and Ariella, they're finally settling. She's waking up, making coffee, and she's planning on taking Binyam into the city. And once they like they explore, like this guy's having like a ball of a time. I know I'm missing one important part of the conversation, but I'll get into that later. They're at a bar. It's late night. And he's got these dreams and aspirations and he wants to live in the, in New York. And she's trying to explain to him how things are more expensive and everything. And all of a sudden she's just like, I don't know how, how we're going to do this. Like everything falls on me. I don't know what to do. I haven't lived in this type of situation, which the situation she was referring to that she's never paid bills. She's never, uh, she's always lived abroad. She never had to pay rent utilities, et cetera. Um, so <laughs> girl, you're getting a taste of Binyam's medicine. Binyam let's, re- let's recap a little bit here. Binyam worked almost nine jobs in Ethiopia to support his family plus a nanny and provide whatever he could and was barely at home because of all these jobs that he had scattered throughout the week. And we, we were wondering how this man sleeps. Now, Binyam comes, he knows, he probably knows he doesn't, he won't get his green card anytime soon. Again, we're going back to Stacey and Florian. That man took about almost five to six years to get a green card. And Binyam is telling Ariella, well, you just, you know, find a job and you will be okay. We'll be okay. And I'm thinking, I think Binyam is kind of doing the reverse psychology because do you, do you remember when Ariella was just like, you know, you just got to work, Binyam, you just got to work. I can't work. I can't work. I, I got to right. take care of the baby. Right. So I, I'm thinking here, like, you know, he's doing the reverse. Now he gets to relax a little bit. Well, Ariella needs to work her butt off and she's complaining like how she's going to do it. 
It's simple, people. How many times do we have to say this when we, in the past 90 day uh, couples, get a job, you go out there. I don't care if it's a Subway sandwich maker. There's nothing wrong with that. Go to a retail store, like go to a coffee shop. That is a job. It's a job. And it drives me nuts how she's just sitting there because she's a spoiled brat and thinking, how am I going to pay these bills? Get a job. If your husband back home had nine jobs and was able to get you a nanny, then you can get yourself at least two or three jobs to support your family. Like I don't, she is so spoiled. She's such a brat. I couldn't, I couldn't watch them. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It was just like, because she's like, no one says no to my mother. Okay, but you knew you were going to have to pay bills when you got back to the United States. So what did you think was going to happen? And and it's like, wasn't she working for her father before she left? Yes, she was an assist to him and also freelance writer. So I'm pretty sure she made a decent amount like that that she can make a living off of. But oh, wait. She didn't have a kid and she doesn't have a husband to take care of, but she automatically thought that dad was going to be again, another Chuck, the checkbook to give her endless funds. But again, in this case, my question is how did they qualify for a K one visa? If she doesn't have a job, I'm pretty sure her parents got involved to get him because their biggest concern was her well-being. Same with um, her baby. And they said it was better for them to be living in the U.S. because of healthcare. Um, just finding a job, making money here was a lot better. You know what I mean? So I feel like the parents got involved, mainly the mom, because you can tell that dad's not really... The guy just wants to work, have some retirement and then, you know, see you later. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, at least in Ethiopia, he had what, nine jobs? Yeah, he had nine jobs. And I'm just thinking, gosh, like and then Ariella here is complaining that she has to go to work. Yeah, well, she needs to figure something out. She sure does. Now, the the conversation that happened earlier while they were in bed, when they woke up, she brought coffee to him in bed. It was that he has a dream of becoming an MMA fighter. Oh, that was hilarious with the I, 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 I researched how much MMA fighters make and they don't make that much. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what MMA fighters has she been? And I, I will say this in the beginning, they really don't make that much. But if he's got the proper training and he's got the right team, he could essentially do some really good where she actually doesn't have to work and he can take care of the whole family. And this is where I don't like Ariella because this man has dreams and aspirations. He felt inspired as soon as he came to America. And I feel like he just analyzed the situation and you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to become. And I feel like Ariella just needs to give him the chance. You know, you talk about this opportunities because how many times has Ariella said the opportunities, the opportunities, the opportunities, Binyam, but the opportunities, right? Right. right. And, and then as soon as he's like, I want to be an MMA fighter. And she's like, you know, you don't want to do that. Like, why? 
He has a dream of being an MMA, if I could talk, an MMA fighter. And it's like, as soon as she's like, I looked it up and they don't make that much money. Their money goes back into training. Okay, but in the meantime, while he's training for MMA, you're supposed to still be working. You're you're the one that was applying for the K-1 visa. So you need to come up with the, you know, income for you and Avi and Vinya. Yeah, I feel like she's thinking, oh, I'm going to come to America. My parents is going to, uh, you know, help us out completely while Binyam gets his green card. I can still stay home and then Binyam can start working, you know, those type of dreams. I think that's really what she thought was because she was just like, yay, we got it. And, and I don't know. It's just like, it seems like she's spoiled. Very much so. So next week, uh, Binyam gets to meet the rest of the family and we'll see how that goes because now it's a big family. Brothers and sisters are coming together just to meet Binyam. So we'll see how that goes next week. Yeah, that looks like it might not go so well. Oh my gosh, I know. Now, did we see Kobe and Emily? Not really. I think we see them more next week. Okay, so Kobe and Emily, it seems like something's going to go down. And it's funny because the preview I heard was uh, Emily in China. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, stop it. We're going to see, <laughs> I cannot believe that. Like he said that Emily in China, Emily in China, Kobe in China, Kobe in China. I'm just like, gosh. So we get to like see you, that. You know what I think that gets me about <laughs> these people is like, you knew each other for two days. How much could you learn about someone in two days? Oh yeah, for real. You know, I get, I handed to Robert eight hours of seeing. Let me, um, let me, I, I, I will tell you, no one is Robert and Annie. But they made it work. Exactly. And they have a, they're living their best life. They have beautiful children. I'm like they, they, they made it work. <laughs> like he was like, this is the one. He got off the boat and he was like, I want you. And they made it work. And everybody else is like, I want that dream. And it's not working for them. Robert's the MVP of meeting someone so quick and being engaged. Like he was shorter than freaking Kim Kardashian. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Who did you want to talk about next? Oh my gosh. So let's talk about Kara and Guillermo. Oh my gosh. These two. I don't know why Kara kind of irritates me. But she does. It's like, even her friends, like, how can I put it? Kara acts like she is almost 50 or not even like she's 50 or over. And she's like, he's just so young and he's so immature. And I have to show him everything. And I'm like, why is this the first thing? that keeps coming out of your mouth and if you feel that he's so immature why are you with him because they go you know they go and they meet her friends and they start having this conversation about 
you know, the normal, the normal conversation of, well, why are you here? How'd you meet? You know, what do you think? And then it switches to, well, what's one of the things that Kara does that irritates you? And it comes out that Kara, when she goes out, likes to party just a little bit too much. And she doesn't know when to stop. So what did you think about that? I was just like, again, I agree with you. She thinks like she's turning 50, dating this 20 year old. And she's like high on life because, you know, I'm a cougar and everything. Now, Kara, I feel like she's hiding more than what she's displaying. And I feel like we're going to unravel even more stuff about her. But I really don't like how she's kind of treating Guillermo in this situation. I feel like in some moments he's a bit more acting a little bit older than his age in certain situations right right but Kara I agree with you I'm not I'm not a fan of her she's really pretending to be that she's the cougar I can do what I want and if I drink and I forget everything then it's my problem like you shouldn't get involved just because you know you don't want to have the same fun that she does but one thing that I noticed even going back to previous episodes when she said when he asked for the computer and she's like that's one sixth of our whole entire budget and he says he brought the six thousand dollars from when he left so i'm saying are they living off of his money are they? Could it be that they are? It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, but that's really strange. I mean, like, if so, how was she supporting herself before? Well, she had the balloon business. She had other jobs. So I don't right. know. But I'm saying, like, how are you supporting yourself if you are, you know, if you're saying that him buying a computer, even if he's buying this thousand dollar gamer computer which Kara like seriously a thousand dollar but if he's buying this super expensive computer um you know why is that one sixth of your budget if the two of you are putting money together the six thousand dollars that he brought from you know with him should have been part of your budget or part of your savings unless she doesn't have any and then we'll later find out (laughs) unless which is a thought and follow my logic on this she may have blown her budget getting the k-1 visa Because let's be real, Mm -hmm. K-1s aren't cheap. So she could have blown her budget. It's true. K-1 visas are not cheap. And I feel like a lot of these people are not telling them how much it's costing them. Like, I think we've talked about this quite a bit where we notice 
it seems like they don't know what it's costing them. And they're thinking like, like Brandon and Julia, well, Brandon, how do you not have all this money if you work so hard and you make a decent living and yada, yada. And he explains to her, well, you know, I managed to get in debt because of the fact of the K-1 visa. Like it's a lot of money. It's a lot into it. Like it's the, I feel like they're not explaining it. Like if it was me doing this situation, which I don't think I would in my next life, which I'm, I am married. So just putting it out there, (laughs) I don't want people messaging me. (laughs) Like we usually get messages of people saying, hook us up with a Canadian or American. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're not all about that. We're just here to talk about the show. But you know, if, if if I was in this situation, I would think about it long and hard. And if, if I really, truly love this person without using a translator app, I would literally say, listen, I don't think this is going to work out, but this is what it's costing me. Because I feel like if you don't put that into it, I don't know, it can maybe change the dynamic of the relationship and the situation. So maybe that's what happened with Kara. She may not have much of that money. That budget was blown into the K-1 visa process. It's not an easy problem. People think it's just easy. No, it's not. It's not not just filing. Let's put it this way. It's not just filing papers because the process itself actually costs i think just a filing is ten thousand oh see imagine that ten thousand right there and that uh, that doesn't cover any hiccups or any amendments or anything um because we've spoken to tamina and it can be upwards of twenty five thousand and this is Mm -hmm. not necessarily getting the visa itself yeah, that's right. So maybe that is the situation that she's having. Who knows? But she just, I, I, she's just there to control him at the end of the day. Oh yeah, she is. We're, we're definitely seeing a, a, a Jay and the Ashley situation. Mm-hmm. So is that enough about this couple? Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> So who do you want to talk about next? Let's get into Patrick and Thais because we didn't see much of them. Um, nothing really besides this one little incident and them not talking to um, Thais, not talking to Patrick's brother, which I forgot his name. Oh, it's John. That's right. John. His name is John. And I apologize for last you, week. You don't want, you don't want a, what is it? Floor steak? <laughs> no, I don't want any floor steak. But you know, I I do apologize because last week I said Jonathan, but it was actually Patrick. I got mixed up with the names, and now I realize his his brother's name is John. So Thais uh, arrives. They get all comfortable. TLC. You know, it's great that you know they love each other and show affection. But there's only so much PDA we could watch. You know, when you surpass like the five seconds, I think we're done. We can move on because now it's gone to a point where we're hearing the noises and it's just making it uncomfortable. So please, TLC, produce the PDA. I cannot. It's super uncomfortable. And I don't care how old your children are. They're in the room and they're like, "Uh, yeah, I'm going to walk out of the room. 
Yeah, for real. So they get very comfortable and cozy. Then the next day uh, they wake up for breakfast and, you know, Patrick's just like, oh, I'm going to make breakfast for Thais. It's her first day. And John's already playing video games and having a beer. And he's like, well, she should be making breakfast for you. So he ends up making breakfast and then he comes in wanting to, you know, let's make some steak. All right. Make some steak. Let's surprise Thais. And, you know, John's in his own world at this point. He tries to, you know, flip the steak into the pan, going back into it, but ends up landing on the floor. Um, He wanted to be a little fancy. Then she starts laughing about it. I know I'm missing the part where she's like, oh, you're drinking this this early in the morning um yeah because it is like literally breakfast time this is not late breakfast time it's like nine o'clock in the morning so i have to say though you know she she should she should have gone involved like what did you think because yes there's three of you living in this house she does demand that she controls the house as well like we've seen before with the video chats but at the end of the day, you guys are roommates. Roommates can kind of do anything they want as long as they're not being destructive. You know, I felt like John was pretty calm until she started like, you know, blabbing like, oh, John, you know, it's early, early for beer, you know, like you shouldn't yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah, but you know what it is? I, I find out, uh, I find, and I, I found this even recently, um, people seem to want to police what people other people do eat and drink and it's like if it's not really having any effect on you why are you so concerned (laughs) like I can't make you you know eat what I want you to eat I can't make you drink what I want you to drink he's minding his business now if if to me at that point she already knows that he has some animosity toward her and it makes it seem like she's trying to pick a fight. I mean, that, that's just my Mm -hmm. take on it. I agree. You know, like, Oh, well a beer, like, okay, no, no, I agree. No one should be drinking beer for breakfast, but it's like, now you've got this big, Oh, well, I have to say something about you drinking beer now if it's coming to the point where you're being hostile toward me because you've had one too many or you're already so drunk in the morning that it's affecting the way that you're treating me or the way you're speaking to me that is something to speak about but I'm not gonna say anything to you like I'm minding my business (laughs) I definitely agree. Exactly. And I, like you said, if he was being destructive and, you know, coming at you, then yeah, you, you should speak up and say, you know, uh, you, obviously you choose your best choice of words, right? Because he's not in the right state of mind, who knows, but I would just ignore the situation. You, you guys are roommates. Listen, Thais, you're not the woman in charge of that house. You knew that he had a roommate, which is his brother, and you just got to live together. That's pretty much it. So in this situation, I kind of felt like, you know what? She should have just backed off. She wants to pick a fight because she wants this man out. We already knew that from the beginning. She wants this man out. So I feel like she's trying whatever she could to get John out. Um, But... (laughs) 
<laughs> it's interesting. So she always tells Patrick to speak to her brother, to speak to his brother and talk about how he should be more respectful and everything. But you know what? She's at fault too. She needs to, you know, there's boundaries here. Um, later on, we, yeah, later on, we do see them going for golf, um, thinking what maybe things are going to get resolved, but let's be honest. I don't think things are going to get resolved in the situation. Like, you know, it's going to take time. They already had a pass from before through video chats. Apparently they're not on the same page with each other. And you know what? It is what it is. You're just going to have to suck it up somehow. Either you just ignore him and just be cordial and figure it out. Like, I feel like she's really using this time to piss him off in whichever way possible to get John out of the house. Bottom line. But that's not necessarily going to work. Oh, no, it's not. It's not going to work that way. <laughs> I mean, they first of all, they are brothers. It's not like you're just talking about a regular roommate situation. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I feel like she thinks that, oh, you know, if I can convince Patrick, but Patrick already said that he doesn't want to get rid of his brother. The fact that they're brothers and also he's helping pay the rent or the mortgage, whatever it is. And that's the thing. Again, you have to remember if she's living there, she can't work for a certain amount of time. So true. So true. Anything else to add before we move on? Nope. All right. So we got two couples left. Um, we have even Mohammed, Bilal, and Shaida. Who did you want to talk about? Let's talk about even Mohammed. So Eve and Muhammad, we're still dealing with this stupid bidet thing. I, I don't understand why we're still dealing with the bidet. Okay, this bidet is driving me insane. All right, this man right here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I cannot. All right, Eve, I got to say, did you do your research? Did you ask these questions? But clearly she just decided to fall in love with this guy and hope for the best here. Uh, Mohammed, he <laughs> he wants this bidet. Now, Eve ends up calling somebody to help install the bidet. She, you know, he comes into the house, whatever. She's in the bathroom with him to kind of see how things work. I got to see this. When someone's in your house, you're sometimes you're next to them supervising because you want to either see how it's done or you want to make sure like there's no damages done. Like I, that's the normal thing. There's always somebody out there watching you work because right. they just want to I see. Mean, I'm not one of those people that like, okay, you, you can't fix this. Let me walk away. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh my God. All right. So going into this, Muhammad comes into the room and he was watching um, her son, Taryn. Is it Taryn? Am I saying his name wrong for some reason? I feel like I am. Baron. Baron. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Baron. So he was watching uh, him in the living room. He comes into the bathroom and sees that there's this man and he's like a little bit in shock of what is happening. He's just like, well, you shouldn't be here alone. He's trying to explain the whole thing. I'm not going to even get into it because I feel like I'm going to go into this rapid hole. And she's just kind of like, well, why can't I be in here with a stranger? Like, what's the problem? And he goes in again, like, you know, because it's part of my religion, everything and all that. 
me watching him, I'm just like, Eve, have you not done your research? Have you not asked the questions? It's a tricky situation here. And I say this because, first of all, yes, you're in America. Things are a little bit different. Some of them, um, a lot of us still even, you know, carry on traditions with our religion, et cetera, et cetera. But didn't they have this conversation? Like, how is this going to work when it comes for them getting married? Like, this woman ain't going to change for anybody. She is older. She's set in her ways. She ain't going to change. And I really hope she actually opens up her eyes and realizes that she's got a child in her house that needs, you know, 24-7 comfort, emotional support, needs to be fed, needs to be clean, et cetera. More more responsibility than than her own child. Like, I feel so bad for her because she's she's taking care of two children, not just one. And I really hope Eve ends up opening up her eyes. Mohammed, I get it. It's your religion. I respect that. But why wasn't this conversation taking place beforehand? Like, why isn't this stuff happening before? Right. But my thing is, okay, if you knew you couldn't fix the bidet, why didn't you call the repairman? Yeah. Well, like you knew you couldn't do it. You say, hey, you know what? I, I need to call the technician or the repairman so that he can put it together and that this way there is no problem. Exactly. I just don't know. I see this couple, and this is my prediction officially, they are not going to be together because there's no way this woman can carry on a man-child on top of the child that she's got. I just think that his wanting a second mom is really what's going to get into the way with him with every woman. Mm -hmm. Because it's just no matter where he is in the world, no matter where, whether it's here, whether he's back in Egypt, whether he's wherever he is, that's going to be the problem because he wants someone to treat him like his mother. I mean, let's think about the fact that he wanted her to fix him breakfast in bed. Like, I don't fix Neo breakfast in bed. (laughs) A lot of parents don't fix breakfast in bed for their kids. Let's face it. I, I, I could, I could, I like, I couldn't even fathom that. Well, mom, you know, you need to make sure that I have like, what? excuse me no way (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh my gosh but you know I really hope she opens up her eyes I I really hope that she doesn't end up marrying him because this is just a disaster she will not convert I don't think she will she's very strong to her roots and where she's come from and the person that she is like even friends have said before like why are you getting rid of these clothes this is your personality this is who you are Right. So she's in America. She's able to make those decisions herself. Again, I do respect the religion that he comes from and everything, but did they have this conversation? Because it seems like they never did. And she's like a bit shocked about, you know, that scenario. How about the next other scenarios that may come up? That, that is the question. And I mean, it seems like you know, and even when he tells her, you know, yeah, maybe you need to write it down. What? Like That was horrible. Yeah. First of all, you have all these ideas, but 
you expect her to coddle you yeah i don't like that at all i didn't like that um anything else to add before we get into our last couple nope all right the this couple has been the talk of the town around social media for probably since it started there's been memes constantly the internet's winning me over with their memes and everything and it's gone to a point where I'm just like, I don't even know what to think. So Bilal and Shahida, oh my gosh, they're, um, they're I think he was at home. He comes home saying like, you know, we're going to go uh, to, was it Jumbi or Jumba? I think it's Jumba. It's, it's okay. For those that don't know what it is, it's prayer for like, everybody um and it happens on friday so for muslims it happens on friday um and it's like okay and everybody we find out that everybody goes to the same mosque so it's not just going to be her him it's the kids it's his mother it's his ex-wife and her current husband. It's like, wait, what? I, I didn't know what to think. I, I actually was starting to feel anxiety for her. It's a lot of people that she was going to meet um, there. And it's just a lot, especially like the ex-wife, the new husband, uh, just community members alone. It's just a lot for her to handle. But beforehand, um, they get into a little argument in the car, which I really, I'll be honest, in my opinion, I'm not a fan of Bilal. I'm trying to give him a second chance, but it's been difficult because after this situation, I was just like, girl, pack up your stuff and leave. So what everyone's been pretty much feeling that way though, because it's just like you play tricks on her. You go through the, 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 all this stuff. You want her to accept you in case you're, you were poor. And now you want to be extra sensitive about, kind of a love tap like come on she didn't like smack you in the back of your head like (sighs) I don't know I just didn't like how he handled it like he's being such a suck it's a love tap she how can I say this you pulled the biggest prank of her life and now she's trying to you know give you a love tap and all of a sudden she's a violent person like, what the heck is his problem? Again, someone else who wants to control the relationship, plus with his OCD, I didn't like how she was just saying, oh, you know, I was trying to organize and put put stuff back together the way you like it. And I'm thinking, girl, forget him. Like, it, <laughs> I know it's his house and you're trying to respect that, which I appreciate, but also you can't live up to his standards. And when it comes to organization, like I wouldn't be able to do that. He's just ridiculous. Like, and this begins to make me wonder, and I hate to say this, but why he and his first wife got divorced. 
I felt like he probably wanted to control the situation. And I feel like he's lying about it because he makes us feel sorry for him at the beginning, the very first episode that she ended up uh, picking up and leaving. There's got to be a reason for it. And I feel like my prediction, again, this is my opinion. I'm going to put it out there. I feel like he tried to control every single move she made to a point where she just couldn't handle it. Like, God forbid you slant that pen on the counter by 45 degrees and it's not 180. This guy is going to flip out because that's what it seems like because he's super OCD. I can't live with that. It kind of reminds me of I'm going to go a little bit off topic here but it's a perfect example. It kind of reminds me of John Cena. Yes, I'm going to take this to wrestling. John Cena and Nikki Bella. When she moved into his house, this man had a contract. He had a contract saying, this is what you should do. This is what you should not to do. And you need to obli by the rules. You can't have dirty shoes in the house. They might stay outside. You need to wear clean shoes in the house. They must be clean. You can't do this. You can't do that. He had like a, apparently when I remember watching this total divas episode, it was long. And I'm thinking this is, this relationship ain't going to last. Why? Because, because, the amount of rules and like the amount of rules he had for this girl to sign this contract. She couldn't even have her dog to couldn't have her dog live with her during that time of the relationship. She had to ask her sister to pretty much take care of their dog. And she would do little visits here and there just to see her dog. John Cena kind of reminds me, Bilal kind of reminds me of John Cena with the extreme, extreme of the extremists. And I remember they did an interview about John Cena and like, why did you have such crazy rules? And he's like, well, I worked hard for my money and I've worked hard to become this successful. Yes, that's great, but you got to live a little. You know, there were certain rules in the house that she even probably, she, I feel like she couldn't take it anymore on top of that. So I truly believe that her his previous marriage must have been something like that when you live by someone else's rules because they want things done at a certain way ain't gonna work out i i and i think that's really what it is i really think that's that's what it is it's like and everything is like oh poor Bilal, poor Bilal. oh i i felt assaulted you felt assaulted when she grabbed your face and it's like, and she's explaining to you, that's her culture. You know, they, they, they give each other little, you know, elbow pops and, you know, with their very touchy feely people. Well, I felt like you were assaulting me. <laughs> you felt like Shaida was assaulting you. You felt like this five something woman was assaulting your six foot self in the car by grabbing your beard and playfully popping you in the back of your head so you refused to call 911 why if you felt so assaulted Uh, you know, maybe we should call um, 
we should call Brock Lesnar and tell him to do a suplex city on him and see if he felt assaulted. I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> he probably thinks you. he's getting killed at this point. <laughs> like, I can't I, stand not... him. It's just there's too much. It's like, you know, I felt so assaulted. You're going to take an Uber home because we're going to be. It's like. And then he didn't introduce her to anybody when she gets there. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. And did you, okay. What I didn't like is when they left, they're going to the car and he's like, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it later. You know what happened earlier? We're going to talk about it. how old is she? She's not seven where you're trying to tell the seven-year-old that, hey, we're going to talk about what you've done and we're going to talk about right. the consequences. I thought I was the only one that was thinking like, okay, mm. he's acting as though he's like scolding a five-year-old. Yeah. We're going to talk about what you did, young lady. We're going to talk about this lady later because I'm a little bit too angry to have this conversation now. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that whatsoever. It was so disrespectful. You know, it's funny how, and this is what we love about 90 Day Fiance when we talk about it to all of you, because we, you know, we have this perception of these couples. And then as the episodes go by, we're kind of changing our thoughts, especially for me, because at the beginning I was like, oh, Shahida's there probably for the money. Maybe she's seeking for the money and how she really like was, oh my gosh, this house is mine. It's beautiful. Thank the universe. Like I got everything I wanted, plus these amazing gifts. But then all of a sudden we see the shift. Now she's getting to know this guy. And now things like 360 for her. Now I'm feeling bad for her because she's dealing with this man who can't even take a little love tap of a sense of humor. And now she's being accused of being so violent and assaulting him. This he's a man child. Another one where. Yeah. Okay. But (sighs) now this, I mean, like at this point, is he holding her hostage for the next 90 days? because that's what it sounds like like okay dude like you're holding her hostage for the next 90 days here's your new home and you're not leaving the house ever and you have to pick up after yourself and if you do something to me I'm going to bring it up every moment that I possibly can because you're so violent (laughs) oh my gosh I know he's getting a lot of hate right now and I agree with those people because what we've seen this past episode, I did not like it. He is such a child. He's complaining, asking good questions if you're violent, you know, telling her like four times, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. Why don't you talk about it now? The amount of times you said, we're going to talk about this later, you could have done it right now. We could have had the whole, and, and that was my thing. It was like, the amount of times that you said we're going to talk about this later we could have had the whole conversation now literally now so i'm not a fan of him shaida i hope she like takes the reins and decides to you know what this is not run forest run exactly just (laughs) run just go take the gifts with you for goodness sake (laughs) just go I mean, I'm telling you, like, girl, you you teach yoga. You can teach yoga anywhere. Run. It's not worth it. It really isn't. And it really brought me back to John Cena and Nikki Bella when they when she ended up moving in with him. 
like how uncomfortable is it even her sister's like how could you live like this you have rules upon rules upon rules upon rules like is it even worth it picture that for the rest of your life not worth it it's it's definitely not it's definitely not worth it and if you guys are curious just youtube it i'm pretty sure there's a clip total divas when nikki bella moves into john cena's orlando home which is extremely beautiful i love it and he even had a day schedule kind of remind me of sheldon cooper like he even said there's happy hour at a certain time we all dress up and go into the uh, cold room to have cigars and some whiskey at a certain time but we all must dress up and i'm thinking what the heck like where are you living like seriously <laughs> it just drove me nuts watching that season but anyway Definitely check it out if you're curious. I don't want to get into it too much. Um, but yeah, Bilal and Shaida. Hopefully we can see her get up and leave. But hey, you just never know. Maybe she might think it can work out. Like these couples always, <laughs> these couples tend to surprise us. I will yes, say that. exactly. They tend to surprise us because you'll be like, oh yeah, she's gonna leave. She's gonna see the light. And then it's like, but I love him really why where how is this happening and it surprises us all it's so true and i appreciate all of you listening um especially our facebook live viewers who we've become friends with we want to give them a shout out so dahlia thank you so much yes and diana mm-hmm. um we haven't done Facebook lives in a while. We have a super crazy schedule. I'm hoping to just release some of the episodes um, that we record on Facebook, but who knows? We're trying to catch up. We're summer's here. Spring is, spring is here. I should say summer's coming shortly. We just want to enjoy every moment, especially for myself, since I'll be going back to work soon. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate I you guys, your support. You're, 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 you're coming up on your, your year of mat leave. It seems like, like little peapod was just just born <laughs> yeah now he's a a big little boy who i'm just like everyone thinks he's like a year and a half and i'm like no he's only eight months <laughs> it's pretty know, crazy how tall he is <laughs> it was it was it was just it was just a little while ago when everybody kept going so uh where's angelica it's like she's fine everything's going well <laughs> yes that's correct um i do want to let you guys know we're not sure if we're going to have an episode um there's one week in june that i'm taking off and i will be camping somewhere where i don't usually get service i have a very cheap phone plan so it only works in certain areas uh because i love to save money so the week of june 6th to the 10th i'm not sure if we're going to have a, a 90 day fiance episode i'm not sure I will keep you guys posted through social media and, and including Facebook. Um, we're going to see how we're going to be able to do that. So we could have an episode out for you guys. If not, um, it would be the following week, but just wanted to give you the heads up the week of June 6th to the 10th. If you're thinking if there will be a 90 day fiance episode, I'm not sure. We still got to figure out the logistics because I will be away for that week. And I'm excited. I cannot wait to go camping again. <laughs> Yeah, she loves camping and I'm the exact opposite. So un unless there's like hotel room involved and some sort of spa treatment, that's my extent of camping. 
<laughs> which reminds me, I got to book my spa treatment because where I'm going, um, I'm going to go to Blue Mountain. They have a Scandinavian spa. And I figured, you know what? Leave my parents and my child at the campsite, drive across, get some spa treatments, and I would be so relaxed. I did that the last time. It was really good. <laughs> so thanks oh for the reminder. <laughs> all right (laughs) let's wrap this up (laughs) let's do it all right guys don't forget to check out cqp moments podcast and of course your other podcast coupon queen pin queen pin and the wingman there you have it available on all podcast platforms and thank you guys for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me and that's all we have for now bye guys I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of the Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka the gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And, and you're you listening are to you listening to, to a, a little, little bit of everything, everything with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.